This is episode 37 of Kratom Sobriety. My name is Charlie. In this episode, we have an interview with a family member who had a relative who died from a Kratom caused death. This was determined by the medical examiner and the toxicology reports. To start off, we're going to review a scientific paper that I referenced in the earlier episode. This study was co-authored by Dr. Christopher McCurdy and several of his peers. It is a preprint and it's still going under peer review, but I will put a link to it in the show notes as well as you can look at the original data sources from the Florida police. In this paper, this is with their methodology. Using the Florida Department of Law Enforcement database, we retrospectively analyzed de-identified data of deaths related to kratom use in Florida in 2020 and 2021. This is a summary of their findings. 550 people had kratom-related deaths during those two years. In 353 of the 550, 64.18% of those cases, the medical examiners determined kratom to be a cause of death through autopsy, urine, and toxicological reports. Most had polysubstance use. There was only 21 cases of kratom alone deaths. So this means that kratom-related deaths, there's usually three types. The first is when kratom is the only substance in their system. As you can see, this is relatively rare. In Florida during these two years, there's about 10 of these cases per year. The second category is when they determine that Kratom caused the death, but there was co-ingestance with them. And this was 65% of the cases in these two years. This is very common in drug overdoses. Most involve polysubstance abuse and are not single drug deaths. And then the third category of deaths are ones where Kratom is found to be in the system, but not the cause of death. And that's roughly the other third. The story we have to share today is in the second category, where the autopsy determined Kratom was the cause, but there was also some other substances. In this case, was the prescription of gabapentin. Kratom advocates will almost universally say, that's not a Kratom death. It was gabapentin's fault or some other health condition. Stop blading Kratom. Death determination is a complicated process. Medical examiners don't get it all right. There is potential for both overcounting of deaths in certain causes, and there's also the potential for undercounting of death, the attribution of death to certain causes. So I'll read verbatim the conclusion of this study. Quote, Mitchell. Ghani-associated death instances, or MADI, is indeed a legitimate, serious public health concern. Our results have provided evidence of the adverse effects associated with using Kratom, mostly in combination with other substances, primarily intoxication and death. As more people utilize Kratom, more research is needed to eludicate the role of Kratom and its alkaloids, particularly Michigani, in drug intoxication and whether it exaggerates symptoms in people with cardiovascular, neurocognitive, and respiratory disorders. The co-use of other drugs, particularly opioids, increase the risks of death from Kratom use. The FDA warns the public not to use Kratom due to its high risk of abuse, dependence, addiction, and even death. Until clinical trials establishing safe doses and abuse potential are conducted, this most certainly will remain the position of the FDA, unquote. I grew up in a period with silly dare assemblies and Nancy Reagan telling people exaggerating the harms of drugs. And that is wrong. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's also wrong to underwarn people about potential risk. And that's the case with Kratom. You know, life is about is about relative risks. From all I can tell, it's still more dangerous to drive a car in America. I think it's like one in 93 chance that you might die from an auto accident. But this mass delusion and myth-making that there's nobody's ever died from Kratom is just simply untrue. The stories of those people are important. They shouldn't be dismissed. 
And that's why we have the interview today. Welcome, everybody. We have a special interview this week with Kayla Martinez, whose mother had a very negative experience with Kratom, and we're going to get into that over the interview. Before we talk about the more difficult stuff, could you please tell our audience about yourself, what is important about and important to you, Kayla? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is just super important to me. I think this brings awareness. So Super grateful to uh, to be a part of this. My name, like you said, Kayla Martinez. I was born and raised in Davenport, Iowa. I now reside close to my hometown still with my family. I'm married, my husband, and I have a nine-year-old daughter. So overall, average Midwesterner, dog lover. I have two Boston Terriers that I adore. Workaholic, for sure. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm a proud mom as well. I do work from home, cannabis software industry, which is definitely unique, unique space to be in. And I'll say, you know, unlike so many people who lost someone the same awful way, I do believe there's value in plant medicine. But of course, there's many caveats. So I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, talking about that today. And I do think my mom's story is a testimony just of the dangers of Kratom. You know, it's marketed as safe, holistic plant medicine. Truly, today, it's it's dirty and unregulated. Yeah, and I want to thank you, too, for appearing. And I think your story will help all sorts of people. And as we raise awareness about the, these issues, could you tell us more about your mom, Jennifer, and the fun stuff and good memories of having her as a parent? Yeah, absolutely. So my mom, my mom, Jennifer, I mean, honestly, she was truly, you know, a joy everyone who knew her, I know I might be biased being her daughter, but she's very social, had a lot of friends, good family. My mom became pregnant with me um, at just 18 years old, pretty young. So with that said, you know, many family members, of course, alongside my mom took part in raising me, but Mm -hmm. my mom and I always had a special bond and relationship. One thing that my mom definitely just never failed to let me know, despite any ups and downs, was that, you know, she was really proud of me. Um, When I was just 11, her and my stepdad actually welcomed a daughter. So I was super stoked, you know, finally had a sister, always wanted a sibling, didn't have one when I was a young kid. So some of my best life memories involving my mom include my sister and all three of us just spending time together. We all had a really close relationship I'll say my mom and I definitely shared the same sense of humor. So my sister, even though she's much younger than us, she'd sometimes need to keep us in line. <laughs> my mom had, you know, one of the things I definitely remember, she had a hilarious laugh. I used to be kind of embarrassed when I was younger, just, you know, people would say, oh, you laugh just like your mom. And uh, especially when I really you know, get to laughing, but now I'm just grateful because that's one of the things I'm scared of. You know, my mom is gone now and I never want to forget her laugh or her, her voice. Like I said, we had a lot of ups and downs throughout our whole relationship, but I will say, you know, the good times, they always outweighed any struggles. She was my mom, you know, active in our community, award-winning, well-known cosmetologist in our area. She was admired by so many friends, clients for 30 years. She adored my daughter, loved being a grandma. She was a great person. When I heard about your mother's story, my heart broke a little bit because she was born the exact same year as me. Yes, uh, yes. Age and, you know, too young, too young to die. My mom was a very lively person, you know, so can't help but think that, you know, she's just too young to die. This shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I understand she was, became addicted to Kratom. Uh, How did her Kratom use start off? Yeah, definitely. Good question. So my mom, she struggled with alcohol and drug abuse throughout her adult life. So again, you know, she was a young single mom struggling financially. And 
despite her best efforts, she struggled on and off with her sobriety as well. So when she was sober, she was doing great. You know, she she would abstain from alcohol, drug use, successful in her career, wonderful mom, did great. When she was in a bad place, though, it would get really bad. So, you know, she would want to hide this from people, of course, because to her, it was embarrassing. She also had rheumatoid arthritis. So she experienced a lot of pain and flare ups. So Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I think that also contributed just, you know, she was in a lot of pain and just substances, you know, to take that pain away. She met a lady through a friend who owned a local holistic shop that sells primarily Kratom. It sells Kratom in bulk in their own packaging, no dosage directions. And they also sell Kratom, you know, that's already packaged from other distributors as well. So with that, uh, the owner of this shop had her own struggles with addiction and also pain management. So she marketed Kratom to my mom and everybody, you know, in her community as a safe way to manage pain and also a safe way to cope with addiction, safe way to get high without any repercussions. So my mom became great friends with this woman. She began using Kratom at first in smaller recommended doses, but then eventually began using it in larger quantities, especially after recognizing just that Kratom in high doses mimics similar effects of opioids in, in some So as many, you know, people do, like I said, my mom had a lot of shame regarding her drug and alcohol use. So I think she used the Kratom to stay sober from other drugs and alcohol. So what were the signs her Kratom consumption was starting to be a major problem? Yeah. So, you know, a year prior to her death, I was actually notified by a coworker of my mom's just regarding her concerns, primarily with my mom's behavior, but also her health. And she was aware of her Kratom use, even though my mom you know, tried to hide it. So she became aware of my mom taking Kratom in between clients. Again, cosmetologist, you know, she does hair. Um, and overall, you know, people who worked with her noticed a change just in her behavior, her demeanor, and then also were worried about her frequently vomiting and having problems with her balance. So she was having dizzy spells and actually a couple falls as well. Oh, wow. So with that, you know, I knew already about the Kratom use and had expressed my concerns, but it was something, you know, my mom would kind of brush off and then she would, of course, express, no, I don't use that anymore. You know, it's not a problem. It's just something I would use for pain management, but I'm fine. So because she was having this, these symptoms and, and brushing off Kratom as being a cause and, and also lying about her use, she did begin seeing a lot of different specialists that her doctor recommended her to. So she saw neurologists, rheumatologists, oncologists, a psychologist regarding all the symptoms that she had. So in addition to what I've already expressed and symptom wise, she also was losing a lot of weight. She lost 80 to 90 pounds in less than a year leading up to her death. She had a really hard time keeping food down. Again, the vomiting had zero appetite, just no desire to eat, which was, you know, not like her. She, again, she struggled with her balance, began having falls, her hair thinned tremendously. And she was also having trouble with her eyesight, blurry eyes. Um, she definitely was having memory problems. And I can tell you just from my own observation, I mean, her personality was not the same. She wasn't the same vibrant, vivacious mom that I knew. Her voice changed. She spoke slowly. And while this was all going on, again, she swore up and down, you know, I'm, I'm not using the Kratom anymore. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine. But secretly, she was taking it in copious amounts many times a day. My stepdad knew about this, but my mom told him it was safe like cannabis, could do no harm. He believed her. And again, I think because of me asking her about her use, she knew that I just was a little uncertain about it, maybe not thrilled about it. And so that led her to then lie about about using. 
knowing your mom your whole life, could you tell when she was drinking and when she was not drinking? Oh, absolutely. So my mom was, you know, I feel like there's different types of of alcoholics and, and drug addicts, but you know, some may go home, drink a case of beer, get up for work the next day, and and that's the cycle, you know. When my mom would use, it was all or nothing. You know, we wouldn't see her for days. Uh, she, she was very ashamed of this. So, you know, would try to hide it till she couldn't anymore. But very obvious, you know, big difference in my mom sober versus my mom using and against my mom using Kratom even as well. You know, there was just a big difference in who she was normally and on substances, including Kratom. Okay. And I know she was later hospitalized, but before that, did the doctors identify any other causes for her symptoms? No. So despite seeing all of these specialists and of course her doctor, you know, frequent follow-ups with her doctor, no, no, you know, every that's that's where I think a lot of medical professionals dealing with her, you know, it kind of became frustrating because it's like clearly something is very wrong, but they did not know what it was. And my mom being in either denial, you know, hearing every day, oh no, it can't be the Kratom, it can't be the Kratom, or again, maybe feeling guilty, you know, not admitting it to her medical professional she was seeing. They had no idea. So then it kind of came up as, you know, they, they didn't know what was wrong. Later on, she was hospitalized. And then soon after that, she died on December 15th, 2021. And I'm sorry that that anniversary of that date is coming up. Could you tell us about what happened during that period? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, anniversaries, definitely, they're tough. And also, you know, it's around the holidays. So I think. It just has impacted and forever changed this time of year. I know not just for me, but for my family. So, but regarding the hospitalizations, so my mom eventually just in her poor state of health, like I explained previously, started experiencing some delirium and hallucinations, which of course added more concerns to an already growing list of health problems. She was taken by ambulance to the hospital. And upon admission, several tests, they did diagnose her with Wernicke's encephalopathy. Um, so this condition is a brain condition and a front, you know, I had never heard of it. Doctors assumed, though, that this was caused by alcohol consumption. So what this condition is, just background info, it manifests due to lack of thiamine, which is vitamin B1 in the body, dangerously low. Thiamine can occur due to alcohol use. Yes, definitely. But also, you know, with her dangerously low thiamine levels, they likely were due to the constant vomiting and and severe lack of appetite, which I had actually discussed with the medical examiner as well, you know, after she had passed away. So again, doctors didn't know about her kratom use. So they just, I think, made assumptions based on what they knew. My mom was discharged from the hospital after 10 days. So she was very ill. She had, you know, she wasn't there for just a night. 10 days, she was under the care of a visiting nurse um, back at home, even though at this time she was so weak, she couldn't even walk. I mean, she was, wasn't even mobile. So the hospital did confirm though, before they released her, her vitamin levels were stabilized. And again, this was 2021. So, you know, hospitals, crowding, they basically, you know, were like, we don't, there's nothing else we can do for her here in the hospital. We're sending her home. I did request that medical examiners check thiamine levels following the initial autopsy and toxicology report, just because, you know, I, I started to wonder like, oh my gosh, could that have had some contributing factor to her death? And this was before we received the death certificate. They did do this. And upon doing that, all vitamin levels, of course, including the thiamine B1 were normal and stabilized at the time of her death. So because Kratom doesn't show on drug tests, I believe doctors blamed her prior alcohol use just without having any way of knowing about the copious amounts of Kratom she was taking. I mean, it's that's not showing up on a drug panel or a drug screening. So mm -hmm. they were blaming what they knew. And after her death, I mean, talking to your stepdad, were you mm -hmm. able to like look at her 
financial records and kind of get a sense oh, yeah. of how much money she was spending and of the amounts that she was taking? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I will say that in that regard, my mom was the one who can who handled all the finances in the family. I think a lot of family dynamics can be like that. You know, one person kind of takes on handling paying the bills and, and that was my mom. So it was easy for her to hide the financial ruin and devastation that they were truly in. But all their money is is and was gone. I don't know the exact amount of money, dollar amount spent, but I can tell you she went from having a successful career, money in the bank and in savings to having nothing. So it, a lot of money went to the Kratom for sure. Yeah. My dad had no idea how bad, how bad it was, I think. From the time when she started using Kratom to her death, how, how long of a period was that? Um, so it was about two years. Um, okay. She started using, yep, she had started using the Kratom. Um, you know, and at first I wasn't in, in high copious amounts. It was more, I think, as it was prescribed, you know, but eventually just to get that same effect, that's when the dosage, you know, from there continuously over that two years began to go up and up. Historically over her life, did she have any health issues? You know, nothing remarkable besides the rheumatoid arthritis. So she was diagnosed with RA in her 20s. But again, she she managed it, right? She she was medicated for the rheumatoid arthritis, of course, being overseen by a doctor and a rheumatologist and everything. Um, and she still was able to work with her hands every day, you know, being a cosmetologist, that's that's what you do. So it didn't interfere with her life tremendously, but definitely caused some pain and problems. Besides that, though, no, that was really it regarding medical conditions. Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of Kratom product she was taking? Yeah, so she would take mostly, and, and most of this was found after her death. So upon going through her house, because of course we had a lot to reconcile after her death, a lot of things to clean out. You know, my stepdad lost their house because of financial ruin due to money spent on Kratom. So, oh my gosh, found Kratom all over the house, um, green stuff everywhere. and. So with that said, a lot of the product was packaged from the holistic health shop that she bought it from. But but yeah, she she would buy it there. So they prepackaged it uh, themselves and they would actually mix different strains together to make up their own. And it's not like this this came in small bags. I mean, these were large bags of Kratom. And then she also purchased a product that they sold at this store because my mom recommended that they do. And I do have done a little bit of research on that particular product, actually. And it sounds like that product itself caused problems for folks who took it and they basically took the product, rebranded it started selling it as a different name. So definitely sketchy there too, but those were the two main type she would take it's nuts like diners have more inspection you know and regulation you know to prevent food poisoning than this product there's no other word for it than asinine i mean it's honestly it's unfathomable and maybe others don't agree but those who have lost someone or had someone affected by kratom you just start to realize how messed up it is regarding the lack of regulation. It's not good. Scary. And when she died, she was the age of 51? Correct. Yep. 51 years young. Yes. So what was the ruling of the cause of her death by the medical examiner? Yeah. So medical examiner ruled my mom's death an accident. The sole cause was acute metrogenine toxicity. She had no other illegal drugs, though, in her system, no alcohol in her system. Do you do you know the what the NGML level was? So, seven hundred ten ng per milliliter was the dose listed on the autopsy report. Now they did mention in the autopsy report for my mom, you know, just that they've seen deaths from kratom that had a sole ruling of death by by just kratom itself. 
you know, with, with amounts that were in the 200 range to, I think it was 10,000. So, you know, there's definitely a range there, but they did say, you know, definitely a high concentration of that Kratom, more than an average consumer would have in their uh, blood. Who did the toxicology report? You know, I'm sure the medical examiner sent it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was done by a different lab. So yes, it was done by NMS Labs, which I know is in Pennsylvania, top forensic lab that conducts these types of autopsies, those that are for you know, unexpected or questionable deaths. And additionally, I do know that they have done some extensive, you know, research or looking into specifically Kratom deaths. So I am happy that I learned, you know, the toxicology report did go to one of the top places to be reviewed. So that kind of just further affirms, you know, knowing and accepting that unfortunately, yes, it, it was the Kratom. You know, nothing else was remarkable in autopsy or in the uh, toxicology report. How did you feel when this first happened? And how are you feeling now, two years later? When I first found out, I was obviously, you know, devastated. And I was shocked, too. Um, I knew that my mom was very sick, but I never, my family and I never suspected she'd pass away. I mean, it was very abrupt. I thought, okay, she's very ill, but you know, this is going to get better. And that's the prognosis with the brain condition I mentioned previously that, that we and she was, was given. So initially I mostly at first thought about the fact that she died at home alone on her couch. You know, she didn't have family surrounding her. She was by herself. And, um, I will say that, you know, when she was found, she was found by a visiting nurse because she did have visiting nurses come at the time. She was found in respiratory arrest. So nurse called 911 paramedics. Um, so essentially she, she just went to sleep is how medical examiner explained it to me. It wasn't a heart attack or anything like that. It was respiratory depression. So after, you know, her death and, and finding out of it, I will say that my devastation genuinely turned to anger. I honestly can't recall any time in my life when I've been as angry as I was when I got that call regarding the cause of death. I will say that from there, you know, it was just shocking. Like, how could somebody die this way? Like, even I, having my concerns about Kratom, didn't make a lot of sense to me. So now, you know, I'd say anger definitely has turned to sadness, grief, worry, I wish I could say I feel better almost two years later, but I'd definitely be lying if I said that anger, confusion, you know, grief and worry don't still touch my life daily. I worry for those who are uneducated or misled about Kratom. And I worry about the state of this substance in general and how it's distributed today. It's, it's not good. More people are going to die. And that's a thought. That just doesn't sit well with me, of course. It's hard. I could see how that'd be really emotional. I feel helpless, you know? It's, yeah. My mom is gone. I, I can't bring her back, but to feel so helpless and feel like you can't truly help others because this stuff's sold everywhere, you know, at gas stations, down the street from everyone's home. Yeah, it's it's hard. I believe you submitted a police report about the vendor who sold the Kratom to your mom and explored filing a lawsuit. How have your efforts to pursue justice gone? Yeah, so I did at first contact the police. They did. I found out eventually inspect the business that she primarily purchased Kratom from. So they did next to nothing just because simply there's no law against Kratom in the state of Iowa. So, of course, while they sympathized, you know, with my mom passing away, they did tell me point blank, you know, there's, there's, they have no control over Kratom and they have to put efforts into the street drugs and other problems that they can attempt to control. So that was frustrating to hear. Um, I have also contacted multiple lawyers who won't take my mom's case so far. My suspicion is that it has to do with her history of addiction, unfortunately, it's stated in her autopsy report, her history of addiction. So it's frustrating and challenging just to understand and accept 
of course, because addicts are among those that Kratom lobbyists prey upon. I'll definitely, I do continue to seek out lawyers and present documents attempting to find anybody who will take my mom's case. And I will say too, I've contacted my local and state legislatures just to share my mom's story. And I do continue to be in correspondence with them. Last thing I did, of course, I mean, this is probably assumed already, but I did file a report with the FDA as well. And I understand actually specifically belittled your mother's death after it occurred. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, Could you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, thank you. Definitely. I know this is something a lot of us who have suffered a loss of a loved one by Kratom have experienced. I personally was sent screenshots of a forum where took an email that I had sent him and basically just pointed out, you know, how delusional I am. Meanwhile, of course, responding to me directly with with nothing but words of empathy, you know, we want to work with you on this, you know, we're we're on your team, you know, just lies. I will say this was prior to me having any knowledge of who this abysmal man is. So with that said, it was a hard lesson learned for sure. It was at the time an intro into the big Kratom community and how absolutely relentless they are in keeping Kratom available, just of course, with no regulation, no matter the cost. I have some questions here to let you rebut and refute some of the crazy comments I'm sure you received online after your mom died. The first, you know, we get this a lot on the podcast, but how about this notion that just by criticizing Kratom, or the way it's regulated, that we are being selfish because Kratom helps so many people and our, quote, fear-mongering, unquote, is going to scare people away from this life-saving miracle product. Yeah. So I will say, you know, since my mom has passed, since I've become involved just in learning more about Kratom in general, I've probably received more hate comments in the last two years than I have in my lifetime. One thing that I can say is for sure, people do not want you to fuck with their Kratom. Sorry for the curse word, but they don't want you to mess (laughs) with their Kratom. And, you know, I understand that I personally, I'm unique in that avid cannabis advocate. I believe there is value to some forms of plant medicine, but research and regulation is paramount. It's essential. You cannot safely take an unregulated product, no matter what, and even if it's natural, you know, without understanding there's potential repercussions. The problem is, in my opinion, many of our opinions here, I believe, many people in the Kratom community don't want to accept the problem, which is why they're so upset here. I mean, the relentless verbal abuse from the Kratom community, in my opinion, demonstrates the grip this substance truly has over them and how much money continue to count on filling their pockets. Since your mom, like myself, had a previous history with addiction that we should not blame Kratom. You know, we're, we're defective people, you know, Kratom's innocent. Uh, I think this is a particularly ridiculous thing to say, and especially to somebody that, you know, had a death, but, you know, you know, babies born to kratom-dependent mothers, you know, often have to be treated with morphine. And a lot of times, people are just consuming kratom after they get become dependent, just to deal with withdrawals, you know, or their tolerance. Right, right. This is the sad reality of how our society treats addicts. Um, as I mentioned before, even under emergency hospital care, doctors blamed that brain condition my mom was suffering from from the lack of vitamins, from lack of eating, on past problems with addiction. So my mom's own primary care doctor shamed her and asked her if she was using her previous drug of choice or alcohol just one day prior to her death um, after my mom had called her with concerns. So, you know, with that said, I think people are taking Kratom to cope with drug abuse. And if they are, they need to be very careful, you know, my mom ended up taking so much that it killed her, sadly. And again, there's there was nothing else remarkable on her autopsy and toxicology reports. 
just the kratom. So I just, you know, I know people out there don't believe how dangerous it can be, but when something is unregulated, you have no guarantees of safety. Anything else that especially drives you crazy to hear that you'd like to respond to? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a laundry list. You know, I feel like I'm not the only one who has heard, heard it all, right? I've heard everything from no one can die from Kratom. I mean, obviously this is not true. My mom is Dustin and Earn. As sad as that is, I wish that wasn't the case, but I will trust a medical examiner any day over somebody who desperately wants Kratom, Kratom to stay the way it is. You know, Kratom's the same as cannabis. Again, this is so far from the truth. It could be packaged with feces as the main ingredient. You'd never know. There's no regulation. There's no disclosure required. I hear a lot, you know, she must have had other drugs in her system. It was laced. That's what autopsies and toxicology reports are for. There were no other illegal drugs in her system. Kratom wasn't laced. I hear, let's see, you can die from anything in excess. You know, you can die from drinking water. Not at this rate. You know, not in denial that, yes, people can die of freak accidents, but people don't die at this rate. You know, just it's not a coincidence here. And it's especially when it's dispensed so irresponsibly. I'll also sometimes hear, you know, again, kind of tying back into your previous question, your mom was an addict. You know, it's her fault. She she overused the kratom. And that really drives me crazy because she wasn't just an addict. She was a person. She was loved and admired by so many friends and family. She had a purpose. She had goals. She owned a home. The extra layer of confusion that comes with a kratom overdose and the pushback you get just from so many, it's difficult to sustain. But I think, you know, the truth is most kratom users, they'll agree that They will continue to take higher doses the longer they're using to get the same effect. That's common with many drugs, legal or not, natural, pharmaceutical. So, you know, I know this won't be the last of questions that I get or, you know, questioning my mom's death, but definitely something that I um, am equipped with answers because there are there are answers, you know, to every argument, in my opinion. The medical responders, they administered Narcan? They did, actually. Yes, that's a that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, yeah, that's another one, you know, that I sometimes do here too. Like, you know, it's fine. At least there's Narcan. That always works for people just in case. My mom was administered multiple doses of Narcan and it did nothing. So I know pot can be addictive. It's not for everybody. How would you compare, you know, the different safety profiles between cannabis and Kratom. Yeah. So my stance is I want people to know too, you know, I'm not here, even despite my mom's death, I'm not here to say plant medicine is bad. I can't say it enough. Regulation of Kratom is absolutely necessary or people are going to continue to die. Cannabis, for example, it's grown under conditions that are inspected. The product is inspected with in the same exact state you're purchasing from, you know, there's standards there with Kratom. There's no standards. I would never recommend someone purchase a cannabis product. For example, I don't know if you've ever heard of Delta eight, you know, hear that sometimes, you know, all these spice, you know, different things. Those are not sold from a reputable licensed cannabis dispensary. So you shouldn't use them. You know, same thing with Kratom needs to be regulated in a similar manner. Otherwise, there's too many dangers there. While the cannabis industry is more mature than the Kratom sector, and there's probably bad actors in cannabis too, are there things that your company or the field in general does pertaining to the way it sells its products, you know, steps that businesses take to sell, you know, substances in an ethical manner so that customers can make informed choices? Yeah. So I think it's important just like, you know, from the start, just to point out that cannabis, of course, it's not the right choice for everyone. Some people uh, should just use it with caution, regardless if there's medicinal benefits or not. And I think that goes just, you know, even for pharmaceutical medication. So just because it's legal within certain states, 
doesn't mean it's to be used by all. So with that said, though, you know, any reputable dispensary is going to seek to educate patients and customers, just not on the benefits, but also side effects. That's an important piece as well. So I was just going to say as well, you know, I think that cannabis sometimes gets a bad rep for other reasons, but as a society, we're continuing to move definitely in the right direction with science backing up facts there. So Kratom, it's too new within the United States. There's just too many opportunities for something to go wrong. So with that said, you know, things can go wrong concerning concentration, sanitation, concerning lack of education, manipulation, and just wishful hoping for a miracle cure and a safe way to get high. It's dangerous if there's no regulation involved there. So that's what cannabis has, in my opinion, that Kratom, the Kratom community using Kratom in general is missing. It's it's the regulation piece. That's weird. I, you know, with Cannabis, I think society overreacted. You know, there was reefer madness. It was overscheduled. Absolutely. And a lot of that was race-based. To me, Kratom seems to be an overcorrection for that mistake. You know, because... I agree. I think it's great that society has seen the errors of, you know, drug wars and mm -hmm. demonizing people. And for the substance that, you know, because there's some arbitrariness, you know, why is, you know, meth illegal and, you know, Adderall, right. which is a similar, Adderall is a similar compound. Right. Um, right. Still, there needs to be a regulated marketplace for mm -hmm. the safety of the consumers and for vendors who want exactly. to sell this, you know, the regulation is really important. Exactly. And that's what I think is key. Like I said, you know, with no regulation, you don't know what you're consuming. And that's what's scary. One dose could be different in concentration than another dose if, if there's no regulation involved. You just never know. Are there some regulations you see with your work or in the sector as a whole that might be applicable to make Kratom sales safer? Yeah, definitely. So I think that producing and growing Kratom locally is something that would be beneficial for sure. That just points to there being more control. Now, I understand that right now, difficult to do in the environment. I know there's been some attempts out there to do so. But with that said, you know, keep trying. It's the safest way to guarantee a safe product. And then also rigorous inspections just regarding cultivation manufacturing, of course, dispensing Kratom. That is pertinent as well. Controlling the dosage, like I said, the amount that is able to be sold to consumers, you know, disclosing on packaging, dangers, dosage, etc. Licensing at the state level so that the vendor that is actually supplying Kratom to consumers is reputable. So I guess bottom line, there's so many opportunities just to make this safer, a safer situation for everyone. I know this is a tough one, especially someone who had a loved one that died from a Kratom related uh, cause. I know I've talked to others in the similar, but the thought of Kratom being a harm reduction tool, especially when it's marketed uh, to people. Vulnerable populations like people like your mom who had a history of addiction. Uh, yes. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think, you know, where we're at today, it's completely irresponsible, honestly, just to suggest that public consumers utilize Kratom as a harm reduction tool. The reason I think that, again, I can't say it enough. It's unregulated. It's dangerous in the United States today. Taking Kratom for any reason, but, you know, especially in higher doses, is gambling with your life, essentially, if there's no control of the potency, sanitation, and that goes for any product you're ingesting, you know, um, there needs to be regulation and control there. It is imported from Asia illegally. Consumers have no guarantees regarding that the Kratom they're consuming is safe, regardless of what vendors or packaging might suggest today. So, you know, and Kratom killed my mom and she herself used it in a way 
as a harm reduction tool, as a pain management tool, and ultimately it took her life. And there are a lot of more evidence-based harm reduction options. Not that, yes. I mean, if you want to continue consuming the substance, you know, cannabis might be a better option for some there's people. There's just more research there. There's, yeah. there's more research there. There's more science there. And you know, I'm not, I'm not, even though I've lost a loved one this way, I'm not sitting here saying that one day down the road, will they get there with Kratom? Maybe, but right now, nobody knows. There's not enough time, research, et cetera. Nobody knows or can say for sure that there are any health benefits. That's essentially yeah. hearsay from people using the product themselves and based on experience. So, and, you know, there's Narcan, you can do needle exchange, fentanyl testing strips. There's yeah. all sorts of other harm reduction options. Yes. Which I'm here for. I think harm reduction tools are essential. You know, I'm not here at all saying, oh, you know, an addict is an addict. You know, we need to just, they just need to deal with it. Harm reduction is essential, but it needs to be safe. You know, there needs to be testing. There needs to be science backing the safety. Yeah. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap things up? Yeah. Ultimately, I just want to thank you so much for having me of course, and letting me share my mom's story. Awareness, of course, is key here. So so that's why I think that it's important to share stories. With that said, you know, even though my mom's time was cut short here, Earthside, by this devastating circumstance, I know that my mom is proud of me just for all my efforts to help educate and help other people. Sharing my mom's story is never going to bring her back. And, and, you know, I'm aware of that, but it could prevent someone else from experiencing what's unfortunately possible today due to lack of regulation. And that is accidental overdose by Kratom. So, you know, no one should die this way. Uh, it's not right. And ultimately, I think today, like I had said earlier, one of my main worries is someone else dying like this. I mean, and one of the things I think is really horrible is sort of the denial that Kratom use can cause death or be associated with death. There's just this giant myth. It's it's a really closely held belief by a large right. number of members of the Kratom community that they think it's all been refuted. It's all, all the deaths are fake. Somehow, like medical examiners have are being influenced by the FDA in in somewhere. Big Pharma has a hand in there, so it's it's just, unbelievable. The yes. just just you know, it's it's definitely an uphill battle for sure. And you know, it's it's not really more than holding anyone responsible, even which is a big part of it. You know, again, I I can't say this piece enough either. I don't want anyone else to die this way. It's really unsettling to know somebody, your loved one died from a tool that they themselves were using for what they thought was harm reduction. You know, it's that's that's a hard thing to cope with. So so with that said, I think that that is also just what's frustrating, you know, in this whole scenario in general. It's and it makes you just at the end of the day, you know, it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair that this happened and then on top of it you feel like you know, sometimes you get so much pushback it's like nobody People don't believe me, you know, but ultimately at the end of the day, like I said, you know, when you have the evidence sitting right in front of you, you know, when it comes from labs that are reputable, a medical examiner, you know, who's a, who's a doctor, you know, at the end of the day, who to trust. So, yeah, I hate this comment that refrain I hear like, well, just mind your own business. You know, if you don't like Kratom, don't do it. It is your business. You had a family member that died from Kratom. So it is a concern to you and mm -hmm. it's a legitimate thing for you to speak up. It's not like you have to be like be quiet and go away because people don't like that fact. Being in the position that I'm in, even in, you know, my professional life with, with work, working in the cannabis industry, I think that does set me apart from some and that you are so angry about the death that it's like, you know, I don't, you know, natural medicine can't be trusted, et cetera. I'm not here to say 
natural medicine is is not good. There are benefits, but there's so much that goes into it before we can say it can be used for either harm prevention or medicinal reasons. And and with cannabis, you know, it's been in this country for years and years and years. With Kratom, we're not there yet. We're not even close. So I think it's wishful thinking from a lot of people too. You know, sounds too good to be true. People want a safe way to get high. And that desire for option like that overlaps with this big profit motive of these corporations that want unregulated marketplaces to sell their product unfettered. Knowing how much money goes into it, you know, behind the scene. I mean, it's really mind blowing, honestly. Like, you know, you know, some certain industries and that there's tons of money behind it. But to even learn that Kratom, which isn't not saying that the population of people using it isn't growing, but it's not widely used like, say, cannabis. With that, it's insane. I There's so much money there. And that's a huge problem, too. You know, money is always going to be the motivator for so many. And then the products being mainstreamed and the access is just exploding. The way it's produced today, the way it's distributed today. The lies that are fabricated about Kratom, more people will continue to die. More innocent people will lose their lives thinking they're using something to manage pain, to help with addiction, when really it's killing them. And that's sad. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I hope we... Thank you for having me. Same here. And I hope we honored the memory of your mother. Yes. Thank you. It's, like I said, awareness is key. So this is very important. And... Happy to do it. You know, I'll do anything I can just to honor her memory. So thank you. Okay.